we are super excited to be joined in studio today. Our, our guest for this week's um, episode is someone that probably fits the bill for this show more than anyone we've ever had in that seat. And that's no offense to other people that are sitting right, here with right. us. But this guy has literally done it all. Not only is he huge in local and regional country music, he's known on the national scene. He's a live performer. He uh, is an avid hunter and has been for a long time. He's an award-winning um, studio engineer. He uh, has done lots with video production, and, and including shooting videos for a lot of local artists. Um, and that uh, includes several people, including a guy that will join us in a few minutes, but, but Haley James, who right. was a recent guest on the podcast. She was great. She was. So, folks, help us welcome to Boots and Backstraps, Mr. Greg Huberty. Hello. Good to be here, Greg. Good to be here. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Boots and Backstraps. I'm your host, Shane Michael, and I'm joined in studio by both of my very talented and and handsome co-hosts, Tom Cat. How you doing, sir? Come on now. I'm doing great. KG. Come on now. I'm doing great, too. (laughs) boy. Are you going to mimic everything that Uh, I do? Just just at the beginning of the show, because I don't have a catchphrase yet. At least well, that's one that's appropriate. So I'm just going to just bounce off of yours. If you change yours, I'm, I'll just change with you. Does that he, work? He's a team player. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something that I can say to you right now. No, sorry. <laughs> I already know what you're thinking. It's I'm fine. trying to clean Does it anyone up. Does anyone smell, so, smell something burning? <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. I, it's fine. Boys, we're back in the hot seat. We are super excited to be joined in studio today. Our, our guest for this week's um, episode, Mr. Greg Huberty. Hello. Mm. Good to, yeah, here, Good to be here. Thank you, guys. He, I, he's a wordsmith when it comes to the introductions. Man. You're like, is that I'm me? Like, yeah, I was is thinking, somebody like, else are coming you sure in? you're talking about this guy? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's the brain, man. It's Jeez. always going. <laughs> I have an ego by the time I walk out of here. We'll nice. just grease, your, grease those ears up. Yeah. Push yeah, you yeah, up yeah that's right. <laughs> Greg, good to have you on as a guest. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yeah, looking forward it. to this conversation. Greg and I just met today. And yeah, first time. And kind of interesting that we both hunters and we've both been in the country music business that our paths had never crossed before right yeah but i was watching podcasts and kind of got to know you guys you know that way a little bit just as cool and uh, even me and shane always probably seen each other but never really talked you know until until today pretty much so social media a little bit yeah yeah exactly so yeah i appreciate you guys having me on this is cool well it is cool it's a lot of fun yeah Yeah. take her away there big shot who you got on your t-shirt there sir yeah Keith Whitley. Yeah, I was so, gonna say I know who that is. You no, know Keith. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like I mean, aside from his duet with Allison Cross, which everyone knows. Yeah, he's right. also quite. I don't think I've ever heard singer. that one. Well, it's like, yeah, and I don't think people know that he had that song out before her. You right. know that it was he like did. his own as a solo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And it's like she made it huge, you know. And then you know when you say really, nothing at all. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite country artists. You know, when you first walked in the door and I looked over there because we have all these bright lights and I have these glasses on because of the bright lights. I looked over and I thought it was Marty Stewart at first. Oh. With the big gray hair. You yeah. Know. Yeah, it kind of looks a little similar, I guess. But yeah. Then I got yep. closer and I realized it was Keith Whitley. Right. Cool shirt. You got to watch him. Occasionally in the episode, you'll see him kind of doing this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue out, a little drool, maybe. <laughs> all of that. Yes. A little weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> so, Greg, you know, what we like to do is kind of get in the way back machine and sure. go back to, like, you know, the Greg Huberty early years. How'd you get into music? So, uh, I think it started when I was about two or three. I got a record of um, Elvira, Oakridge Boys. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I like would always listen to that. And then it somehow it phased into, like, Michael Jackson pop stuff and country stuff, too. But um, And then my dad would always play, like, uh, vinyl records. We'd have vinyl records nights, you know, hanging out. And Johnny Cash, all the greats. And then 
I think eventually along the way, I got into like 80s rock. You know, my cousins was always introducing me like Bon Jovi, Poison, and all that stuff. And, um, and then I got Brooks and Dunn, George Strait, you know, kept going up the line of 90s country. And 90s country is where I fell in love with country music. 90s country yeah. was great. Yeah, oh. it was. I yep. loved 90s. I loved yep. the 80s as well. The 90s and yeah. like the 70s and the 60s were like <laughs> Trey, like Trace Trace Atkins and and Kenny Chesney and Blake and like that's where all those guys Kim McGraw they all yep. took off. Yeah, right, right. Like late Garth. 90s or something, Garth. Yeah, and it was kind of like I think um, and then Haggard too. Like I'm a huge Haggard fan, so like it's kind of cool to see all those guys referencing back to the you know the older guys too. Like, uh, but when you hear some of the music, it's all kind of carries through a little bit similar stuff here and there that you'll catch yeah but you know and it's now i don't know country music's kind of went a whole different direction now but it's still good <laughs> yeah so where, where do we go from there so what was dad playing in the vinyl because i don't think i heard you say that okay so yeah the vinyl nights were kind of uh, uh like johnny cash merle haggard all the classics and then um i think like my mom had some different kind of records like you know uh, some of the, the 70s kind of like rock pop stuff or whatever the sure. singer songwriter stuff okay but uh yeah it was always a classic country that i would listen to there was always a song uh johnny crack corn no oh, yeah. uh i can't think of the jimmy name crack of the corn and or I jimmy crack corn. yeah that was one of the ones like it's you know just a random one i remember from those nights but um that kind of <laughs> turned into just you know vinyl nights and then finally i wanted to play music i always had it in my heart or whatever so i got a guitar and i think it was a freshman year of high school and Learned to play guitar and um, then took a little break from it for some reason. Got into college and then really dove in. Where'd you go so, to school? St. Cloud State. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little, yeah. little beer consumed, did you? Look, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wanted to be out of college. Like, I wanted to do music full time. So, I was impatient in college. I didn't want to be part of college, really. Good for you. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> it just didn't, I don't know. Seemed like it was taking up a lot of time, you know, in the younger years, which I wanted to enjoy learning yeah. music, you know. But you don't want to wake up with a hangover every day and right, right. have no. fun. Yeah, I get I it. I mean, I had some nights, you know, we'd get together with friends and stuff and have sure. some good times, but I wasn't real into big and drinking, and uh, I, yeah, I just wanted to get out of it. But I went for marketing and business, which I think carried into the music business part. Where right. I love when he said, I'm know. not real big into drinking with this giant uh, glass of whiskey in his hand. No, I don't <laughs> mind a good whiskey. <laughs> yeah, good man. Yeah. So is that about the time you started getting into live performing? Yeah, it was right after college. Um, I didn't really know I could sing. Like, I was always a pretty shy person. Still, I'm kind of a shy person, but um, I think we were at a bonfire one night. at a karaoke, uh, They were doing karaoke or whatever, and I sang something, and all these girls were like, oh, you can sing. And I was like, oh, really? So then, you know, you got to learn a little more to sing. And oh, really? Give me your like, number, and I'll sing you a song some right, other right. time. <laughs> I'll sing you yeah, a wake-up tune. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, uh, man, that took into, like, then I got like these Kesney Ches or Kenny Chesney uh, karaoke records. I would just sit in my garage for hours and just learning really? to sing. Yeah, cool. And then won a won a karaoke competition in in the hometown, and uh, I was like, well, if I win this thing, then I'll pursue you know singing. So I won, got a band together or acoustic performance thing together with another girl in town, and uh, a year later I did a band, my own band. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So kind of transitioned and eventually along the way i started to learn how to songwrite and that turned into the how i started producing music so it was all kind of this full circle kind of thing you know and you did bring your guitar today i brought the guitar that's exciting yeah, yeah i could play one we of the new songs that. i'm working on we love that cool yeah we're, yeah, it's fun. we're gonna save that for the second half because i got a nice transition for us to get there so yeah nice 
Yeah. And so at, at that point, it's like you're obviously you're immersing yourself in music. You know, you're passionate about music. Mm-hmm. You're going to school to find a way to turn music into a business. Yeah. Turn yeah. It into a, to an actual career. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big thing. It's, you know, in school, too, is when I would would buy gear for music and everything. And I would try to, you know, get learn as I could at what I could when I was in college. And then and then I did actually go for like a half of a half of a year at a audio school okay. right after St. Cloud State. So that helped. I will tell but, you, uh, not all um, studios are put on the same level or are equal footing or whatever, because I've been in some recording studio. Whoa, hey, you know what? Quit touching my stuff. Do you need help? <laughs> I need mine down a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> Maybe Tom, Danny can edit that. Tom touching stuff. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I've been in plenty of studios where you can tell that the engineer just doesn't have the ear. Yeah. Like there's a, nope. I'm sure that you run into that. It's, yeah, I have actually. So it was like my first EP prob, uh, project I did. It was this random studio I kind of choose chose from other, I was just looking around. I'm like, well, they look good. I'll, I'll try it. Cool studio. But when it came to the final product, I was like, this does not sound good. And you kind of learn, you know, and, and that was a learning lesson for me to get better at listening and knowing what to look for to make it great, you know, for radio and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, you'll run across that a lot. You do. Where the studio looks great, and they might have hundred thousands of dollars into it, but it's about it, you know. Yeah, fifty thousand dollar console, but a guy that doesn't know what he's listening to. Yeah. To make the adjustments. Right, right. Yeah. That, that's a big part of it. It is. And yeah. obviously, your your um, ear, as it were, we're talking about your ear, is is well respected um, because you just won a couple of awards. Yeah. 2019, so, 2022. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we had, um, yeah, there was that little break in between with the COVID things. So they didn't even have an award show in 2020. Yeah, 2020 skip. And uh, so let's see. Yeah, it was the first time I was up for Studio Engineer of the Year. And I was like surprised to get the nomination, you know, and it was really cool to be at the award show and get the, get the win. Um, Looking good in that suit too, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's kind of fun to dress up and, you know, you don't really get to do it behind the scenes you're always casual look or whatever and you're the guys on the other you know, side of the glass yeah so it's kind of fun to dress up and just be with everybody in the industry um so it was great to win the award and here we go yeah there we go so that was the first one and then um wait wait can you go back one go back a picture please who's that knucklehead in the middle there yeah you know <laughs> he's, he's he a one local guy yeah he's, he's a local singer is he he's a, all right is he a janitor <laughs> <laughs> Why is there so many keys on him? <laughs> oh, you do have the. Who's the girl on the far left? That is a uh, Sailor Jerry. Her name is. But uh, she's getting oh, a little is. bit risque there. Yeah. And the far right, that's Miss Haley James. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And then a couple of the guys uh, next to. Um, oh, that's. Uh, I almost said Anderson Daniels. That's not right. That's. Uh, um, that's right next to RJ. Travis. Travis. Yep. Travis Stamer. Yep. So yeah. I worked with him on some songs and. Um, the guy next to him is a lead guitar player um, that he plays live around, and he used to um, do some tracking them, some songs I've produced. And um, the other short guy next to me, is, uh, <laughs> we're like the two short guys on the pick. We, uh, that's Gary. He does uh, drums on a lot of stuff. And uh, But, yeah, the guy next to me, the other tall guy, janitor. Yeah, it's <laughs> R.J. Graff. I suppose we should give him a shout-out. Yeah. But uh, he, that was after, what did he have, about oh, five, six jacks. Jack and Cokes, maybe. You can he was tell feeling it, pretty good that night. That shirt's a little disheveled. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that was a fun night. So and now you won, right? Studio Engineer of the Year, right? Yeah, yep, won that year. And, and then what, they took – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what was the one for the, the previous award? 
Was that also like... Same one, yep, Studio Engineer of the Year. Yeah, so it was kind of back-to-back, which was cool. They had that break in between, you know, for the COVID break, but um, came back and then won the second time. And Yeah, that was cool, because it was cool because Haley James got the um, Song of the Year, which I produced her song. And right. So it was, I was more proud of that because it's just exciting to, you know, see her win and see her doing good things. There's a pic of it, yeah. And you did the video for it, too. Yeah, yep, randomly first video I've ever done, music video. And you have the same hat on. Yeah, yeah, it's a loud cow. It's uh, just the company that I'm kind of slowly launching everything I do underneath. Oh, okay. Like loud cow, it's called. I didn't yeah. know if that was a it's craft kind of a brewery or. No, a no. Beer. Yeah, just you kind know, of like a, spotted cow. Right, right. Yeah. That'd be fun too. Though. So all the time that you're spending in the studio now, are you getting out in front of people playing and performing? A little bit, a little tiny just bit. Just a little yeah. bit. Huh? Yeah. So um, I put out a single recently called "Getting to Getting There," my first single in six years or so, just to put out. Okay. And I spent so much time like building the craft of the studio stuff. So I wanted to kind of get back to my own, you know, that I started maybe five, six years ago again. And uh, it was like, okay, I'm gonna do this finally. And Decided to put out the one single and see how it goes. And then uh-huh. I'll put out another soon and then an album probably in the summer, late summer. Yeah. So, but it was funny because after I put the single out, like Jake Nelson, you know, a local guy, yep. uh, singer, he's, um, he's, he called me up. He's like, hey, do you want to do a songwriter night with us? They're doing those Midwest CMO kind of songwriting nights. And um, I like that. Yeah. So that's a single cover there. Um, getting to get in there. So that looks very George Strait Escat. Yeah, I like wearing a little cowboy hat for uh, for the performing side of things. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll probably, yeah, I'm going to push some live music again a little bit here and there. So, Greg, when you're in studio, <laughs> you're getting to work with a lot of local folks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, obviously, it's, we've done videos for a bunch of them already. Mm-hmm. Done a lot of uh, writing, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think even songwriting, um, I've had about... I think we're up to 25 co-writes where I've had where they've released music, which is kind of cool, you know, to be the songwriter part. Um, and then lately, um, I've been getting people from around the Midwest, so like Wisconsin. Uh, I had a, just a guy in two days ago from Wisconsin doing a, um, some recording. I had a, another girl call me up from Iowa. She's, she's coming up in a few weeks to record. So it's really cool to branch out outside of Minnesota too. Um, Those but, are uh, connections through Midwest Country Music Organization, I assume? Yeah, it kind of starts there, and um, word of mouth even, just stuff that I put out, and they, they hear, like, let's say they hear Haley's song, and they're like, wow, I want a song, you know, just as good as that, or like an RJ Graff tune or something, and they're like, okay, who's producing this, you know? And so, If only he were younger, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a little, he's getting a little too old, a little, few, too many grays in the beard. Huh? <laughs> he's, he's earned every one of those, man. <laughs> He's going to beat us all. Yeah, it's a good is. thing he's in the studio today. We're all going to die. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> what is this that we're looking at? Just you in the studio working? Yeah. Yep. So that's just me and um, just in the mixing process, probably. Doing some, um, ma- doing some mastering there? Doing some mastering, mixing. Yep. So I use Pro Tools um, program. And yeah, I have a, that's actually my old place. So there's a little vocal booth I set up and just a good room for production, music producing. Do we have some, uh, some media of your new spot? Uh, did you send some stuff over yeah i don't think there is yet no is it on your a, facebook yeah there probably is a picture on my facebook yeah okay. yeah it's just a smaller studio we can do that yeah. we can uh, do some facebook stock in here while we're talking yeah that'd we'll, work we'll get dustin on it there you go so you're yeah. you've got a booth set up in the new spot uh no actually i'm running kind of a just in the room itself um, i'm finding like it sounds a little more lively a little better not stuffy on the vocals so i just um set up a mic and it's funny how the music industry changed as well, producing because 
everybody's doing it kind of out of their small rooms now. Mm -hmm. It's like, whether you're in an apartment or, or a small house, it's like, um, uh, you can do it anywhere pretty much now with how the digital age came about. And it's, um, yeah, you don't really all, like the booths sometimes actually make it sound worse and people didn't realize that, mm -hmm. you know. Um, That's interesting. I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really has changed a lot. So, you know, if you spend a lot of money on a great booth, it's fine. But um, a lot of the hit records you hear on radio nowadays are just people that sing in the room, like the singer sing in the room, you know. Uh, like uh, Kelsey Ballerini put out stuff that she was right in the room with the producer. Yeah, that's yep. pretty amazing. Yep. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a cool industry to be in and see all the changes. You know. So how often are you getting to get in studio and do some recording and work with artists? It's pretty much. It's every week, pretty much. Um, a lot of times, like the singer will come in for a day and we'll make a, what I call a scratch track and we'll just um, get their vocal and acoustic guitar. And then from there I build, then they can go back to where they were from and stuff. And I can build through the week, like their track. And what I'll do is like um, get ideas down myself. And then if there's something I can't play on guitar or whatever, then I'll send to guys all around the country basically, or the state and uh, like get drums from somebody and, and guitars. And yeah. So it's like a process. Wait, wait, wait. So, the, so these artists are not coming to your studio. You're working <laughs> remotely yeah. and they're providing the drum track and they're providing the lead track and they're providing the rhythm track and, you know, maybe potentially backing vocals and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. That's how it works. Yep. Wow. So, and that's, a, you know, like in Nashville, they'll do it more where everybody's in the room together, yeah, which right. is really exciting because you get a little more uh, magic happening. But um, this way, yeah, you can just get drum tracks from somebody. They have their own little studio, the drum studio, and they'll send over tracks within the same day. Uh, and you kind of piece to, you know, piece it together as the week goes on or a couple weeks, which is cool. But sometimes you lose that magic too that way, right? You know? Yeah. But uh, I think if the average person knew what happened in Nashville, how they put these songs together, even yeah. even 10, 20 years ago, yep. they go, oh really? Right. That, that artist really isn't playing. That band member is really not playing on the album. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's the other, yep. Kind of takes away, if they di all did know, I think they maybe would lose a little interest. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of sometimes better not to right. know behind the scenes stuff. Cause exactly. It's, yeah, <laughs> just. Um, there was a really popular country guy 15 years ago that's not here anymore, and I'm, I, we won't mention his name, but so he ended up. He's got this band. They're touring around the region. They're really popular. They're packing all their shows at every spot they go to. And then he decided he was going to cut an album. So he went to Nashville, and he's got his checkbook in his hand. And rather than taking his band with him, he used paid studio people for his album. Mm -hmm. And it actually ended up ruffling a bunch of feathers up here. People were like, really? You didn't use your people that you're... They wouldn't have oh, let right, him. Right. They, Nashville people would not have let him use his people from up here. Well, I, he had nothing I to apologize for. They wouldn't let him use. If he's actually going to cut a record, they're going to use their people, not your people. Yeah, that's His how band wouldn't have wouldn't have been allowed in. Huh. That's how it works. Yeah, that's true. I've had two where where the singers want to bring their band people in, but the right. band people can't always play. Like they're better live than they are uh, right, in studio, right. you know. Yeah. And then that's a point where your producer has to say, "Hey, let's make it great," and I'll right. bring my own guys. But yeah, it does kind of ruffle feathers, though. It does yeah. certainly. Yeah. It hurts feelings. And yep. But that's why so many songs have been written, like the one Alan Jackson and uh, George Strait did about Nashville. A couple that Hank Jr. did about Nashville. Nashville scene, mm -hmm. chew you up and spit you out. And mm -hmm. You got to play their game, otherwise you ain't in. Mm -hmm. So Greg, when somebody reaches out to you and they say, "We want to hire you to to do our album," right? Mm -hmm. 
then you're you're putting these pieces together. Do you start with okay, what's your budget look like? Yeah, I always do that. I kind of oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to almost in a way. Um, but I kind of set. I work on like kind of a lower rate because I know artists are you know they struggle, um, especially the Midwest artists. They're not making a ton Starving of money. Starving musicians. Starving <laughs> musicians. So I found kind of a rate that that it's affordable yet you know I can still make money doing this, but it's still like I want to give them a fair chance at doing it. You know, um, I'm not overpricing, and it's uh, it's good because then it usually fits their budget, but I can still get a lot done quality wise if that makes sense. And you probably. You know. relate to them because you were there yeah. oh absolutely everybody yeah. in the industry was there at one time yeah yep and yep. uh living yeah. on a shoestring and uh people that are made it up they re they know where they where they came from yeah so, so how do how does that work when you're planning out their budget mm -hmm. that conversation must start with something like do you have musicians that can play do i have to hire musicians mm -hmm. and then you must have some kind of sense of what the different pieces are going to cost you, right? Yeah, yeah. I always kind of have my set, my set guys that if I know I have to hire them to do tracks, I'll, I'll know where they're at rate-wise. So I can kind of budget to make sure I'm going to still profit. But um, um, some of the singers, like, they will have really good pickers, let's say guitar pickers, and mm -hmm. I can just uh, bring them in for a day, and it's pretty easy. And usually the singers just like, well, they'll do it for free because they're part of the band or, you know. Mm -hmm. And I can sometimes, sometimes save around. But honestly, like, what people don't realize is most of the work is in the in the end part is the editing and the right. uh, mixing and and that's where the Danny will attest to that. Yeah, yeah, right. She's <laughs> always running the air, you yeah. know, the sound stuff, and yeah. So it's a lot of it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> so Greg, on average, how many hours once you have tracks, mm -hmm. they're sitting in Pro Tools? How many hours do you have to spend to get to where you've like, okay, I've got a finished product that I can give to the client? Oh man, probably. Um, I would say maybe like 20 to 40 hours on a song. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. On one song. It, yeah. So if they've got an album That's... and an album's got what, a dozen songs or something on average? Oh man. Yeah. Like I've done like uh, the artist Sailor Jerry, we've done two of her albums and I think it took three to six months to finish an album. Wow. So it's like half a year of just constantly, you know, you get them in and 12 songs is a lot to, as a singer to sing 12 songs. You have to get them in four times probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's it's just a different process. Some songs don't sound great right away. You have to kind of, you know, retweak and that's ours, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the mixing probably takes like, uh, like a full day to mix to really get a radio ready. A lot of people don't know what mixing is, you know, Sure. but it's, it's, uh, you know, setting the balance of all the music and making it polish and, and shine. Yeah. Right. Oh so, yep. yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, you gotta be patient. It's, you know, my patience level is gone. <laughs> we uh, So back in the day in, in my former life, I, I did some live music also before I got into focusing on the MC thing, and I realized that I sucked as a singer. And we cut some uh, some audio um, for just for our EPK. Okay. So we had, like, some samples and stuff. Yeah. So we just ripped a few of our covers that we could give samples to for people for clubs and stuff that we'd want to book or fairs and festivals, things like that. And I remember one of the engineers that we worked with had this like fascination with with uh, instruments in general. Mm -hmm. And so I was like constantly having to go in there and tell him, hey, you got to bring those vocals out front a little more. Oh, yeah. You could like hardly hear this. The actual singers over all the instrumentation in the track. It's yep. it's it's not an easy thing to do. Right. 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 Yeah. It depends on the ear, like the person mixing. Yeah. They'll, they'll like if they are musicians, like I've noticed drummers try to do some recording and they'll mix their own and they'll have the drums way up, mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
but like country music you want that vocal to shine you know yeah, that's right, where it's yeah. at that's the money wow. so uh the lyric and the vocal i always think is like the money spot for country music you know yeah so hey yeah. uh shane you let's look at some uh bow shooting shall we yeah let's do that because we just had this little uh we call it our competition we've got a, a, a competition running here on boots and backstraps with a bow that was donated to us by full draw archery and so everyone that comes on the show has to shoot this little genesis starter bow yep and you don't get any sight you don't get any release you don't get any fancy equipment and so even though greg's an experienced hunter he had to go out there and play Robin Hood, good old school with the fingers <laughs> and so it's a we, different vibe it is so we had greg shoot it and we had rj shoot it we had kg shoot it we had charlie shoot it here's uh, greg with his effort <laughs> pretty good form there would you say mm -hmm. tk mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he knows what he's doing so what do we got for scores here except that oh. you know <laughs> just kidding sorry it's uh, <laughs> I, only sorry. missed a few Fine. times Fine. Fine. My bad. well after that well you know there's no sight on it i'm sure you're probably well dialed in the second time Nope. Third time. <laughs> Closer. Oh, dear. Okay. Walking down the ladder. It was the weirdest thing to shoot. You know, you get used to your own bow, and you're, oh, I mean, yeah. this doesn't have, like, the sight. And Nothing. The, no, no. You have the same advantage of somebody that's never picked up a bow. Right. Now, they're not going to show that one. <laughs> so, no, he that, did, that, you know, that Danny hit. So, so, what do we give him on that? He got a five. He got a five on that one. Yeah, I finally hit Did you hear what Danny did on her first attempt? Actually, everybody uh -uh. on the show got a five today. She, uh put one in the bullseye and one just outside the bullseye oh right really yeah, first two arrows she ever shot wow that's good yeah. man all right well i tell you what call boys me katniss everdeen okay katniss everdeen <laughs> please so i hate to break up the party but uh we gotta get to our sponsor break and when we come back we're gonna get greg on the strings over there and he's gonna give us a little sample of that greg michaels vocal and pick a little on the guitar Sounds good. Give us a little song, and uh, and maybe we'll even bring RJ in that second half since he's here with us. Yeah. I don't know if he's had enough liquid courage to join us. Oh, he's refilling. So he's he's refilling over there. He's doing okay. Make sure to like and subscribe, and please hit that bell icon. Stay tuned for more. Pulled on town, hand me downs. Football from cows hunting fish and blue jeans. Boots and Backstraps, brought to you by Homes by Shane and produced by Danny Geo Productions. Boots and Backstraps is proudly brought to you by Homes by Shane. Making your move with the Homes by Shane team means an unparalleled customer service experience. That level of service is the foundation of this referral-based business. Our driven team of experts communicate with their clients every step of the way ensuring a memorable experience from the first conversation through your closing day. Go to homesbyshane.com for more information. Let's get you home. Looking for backstraps way deep in the woods. 
Tracking in a swamp to a hay field under the harvest moon. When the tags are filled, it's time to switch up our boots. Head down to the honky tonk, get us a swing dance or two. We're talking about boots and backstraps.